The material and information contained in this podcast is for general information purposes only. You should not rely upon the material or information in this podcast as a basis for making any business, legal, medical, or any other decision. If you listen to me, you're a fool. Research for yourself. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Hello everybody, I am Jason Trader, I am the Prince of Wessex, and this is the Art of Being the Podcast. And today guys, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, something that the Lord has been impressing on my heart. Uh, You know, they say that late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn it around and He's going to work in our favor. And um, I also heard a pastor the other day talking about... Um, hearkening to the Lord and and finding stillness and that's that's what I was doing so it was late last night I was uh, which was uh, March 20th for real time for those that are listening in real time and um, I was reading my Bible all night all all night like for hours I just I really was trying to um, I've been seeking to understand who Yahshua is you know who who we commonly call Jesus I've been seeking to understand him uh, because if he's the guy that's not something I want to get wrong you know and we we take for granted that we just believe right we have these beliefs on him that uh, we believe because we were told but I, I I think and I've heard before it said that belief is the enemy of knowing and I don't want to just believe blindly which I do think belief is important don't get me wrong but I also want to know I want to study to know and uh, I was studying to know him. And as I was doing so, I put down the scriptures and I was going over things in my mind. And God began to show things to me and reveal things to me. And, and some of the things he revealed are going to be other podcasts for other days. But the one I want to talk to you about the most uh, is, is the one that I think per- pertains to our future. And it pertains to where the people of God are going And in Ecclesiastes 1 and 9, it says, What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. And that's very interesting because um, we forget. We forget that this world moves in a cycle. And because we don't think like Hebrews, because we think like Greeks and we think like Romans, uh, we're looking for the future and the next thing, and that's not how things work. Look at the look at the cycles. The, God works in cycles. Look at the cycles: fall, winter, spring, summer, fall, winter, spring, summer, and then it repeats. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. Look at the sun. Look at the moon. They travel in a cycle. The moon will appear, and and I'm not advocating uh, astrology or anything by any means. But the sun will appear in a certain astrological house, 
right? Like Pisces or whatever the, the pagans want to call it, but it'll appear in there in certain times of year. And the moon does the same thing. It appears in certain places in the sky and stars orient themselves so that you know, like I know, for instance, that Orion always appears in, in my neck of the woods, northwest of the United States, will in the spring appear just over the horizon based off of my positioning and it will do that every spring it's a cycle so i i when i begin to learn these things begin to look for that and i i, I get excited when i see orion in the sky during the spring doing certain things because i've learned that it that it means something that it, that it has a, a purpose and again i'm not talking about the heebie-jeebie pagan stuff see they took the truth and they twisted it but what i'm trying to say is that it is clear that god has a cycle Trees will grow, they'll bloom and blossom, they'll produce fruit, then they shed it, and then they're barren without any leaves. And then a time comes when they repeat the cycle and they grow and they bloom and they produce fruit and then the cycle goes again. This is the cyclical thinking of the Hebrew people because they observe and uh, did observe and still do today uh, cycles that the Most High has put in place. That's why when everyone talks about the New Covenant, and you please please check out my pastor, Voice of Messiah Ministries. Uh, he is far wiser than I, and um, I'm just I'm just a fellow brother like you, just a person, just saying, hey, here's what's on my heart. Let me share it. But my pastor's actually out there doing the right thing and 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 fighting the good fight and he's and he's a good man but check him out but he he has a teaching called the renewed covenant and it makes sense when you think of things like i said in cycles the cycles that take place on this planet that we can observe on our plane that's what happens with the covenant as well so the covenant wasn't new all of a sudden new it was renewed as a cycle started again a cycle which will eventually as God is in control of these cycles, will eventually lead to our reconciliation with him, right? Through uh, Messiah Yeshua, we are reconciled and renewed and put back into the cycle of covenant so that when he returns, we may enter the kingdom. That is the cycle that men went through. Look at the book of Judges. It was a cycle, right? The people would be doing good, serving the Lord, listening to God, and then they would get lazy, they would get complacent, some bad king would come in, or another nation would come in, or the Israelites themselves would do bad, and then a judge would arise, judge the people, bring righteousness back, and then it would uh, repeat itself. And then they would be doing good, be, be doing good would lead to be doing bad, bad leads to the enemy conquering, or oppression of some kind leading to another judge and the cycle started again. The world continues in these cycles. It's uh, Owen Benjamin, if you know who he is, and, and Barataria, uh, he, he once said that um, hard times produce strong men. Strong men produce good times. Good times produce weak men. Weak men produce hard times. And then the cycle continues. And then those hard times produce strong men. And, and we are in a cycle of life that takes place. And so what God revealed to me was he showed to me the past cycle. And that shows me what the future cycle is going to be. Okay, so let's look at um, 
Let's take, for instance, the children of Israel during the time of Egypt. Okay, the children of Israel during the time of Egypt. They were blessed, right? They were living in Goshen. They got uh, Joseph and uh, Jacob and all his brothers came over. The, they survived the famine and the children of Israel flourished and grew and promised. And then in like the next chapter, they're, they're enslaved. Okay, but that slavery, because of the way it goes in the chapter, appears to happen quickly. But it didn't happen quickly. There are several years in between that. There's a lot of years, actually, in between the time of Joseph and the time of, of Israel's enslavement. Right? So Israel was doing bad, having rough times. It was Jacob and his people starving, which produced, which, so you have these men that were in hard times. Children of Israel were going through hard times. The brothers of Joseph uh, were struggling and in famine. And they uh, rose up and ended up creating a large nation, a flourishing nation, out of the hard times. So the children of Israel went through hard times. They were starving. There was a famine. They, they, produced, uh, they went to their brother Joseph who was strategically placed uh, in Mitzrayim by the Most High so that these men going through hard times could grow and then now be, they flourished, they grew. And as a matter of fact, they flourished and grew so much that Egypt was like, yo, dude, these guys is stronger than us. This is a problem. We better enslave them <laughs> or else they're going to overcome us. And they began over the process of many years to slowly build, bring about the enslavement of the people of Egypt, right? The same thing happens again later on when you go into the books of Kings and you start listening to the prophets like Jeremiah and Isaiah. What happened? Israel was doing good. They were doing right. They, 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 they were hard times, right? led to strong men and, and like David and he just pops up and he's doing the right thing and then they flourish and then they do good and then Solomon starts doing good but then those good times brought about bad rulers and lazy rulers and, and weak people and the weak people brought about hard times and if you follow the book of Kings it follows that cycle it followed that cycle in a way that eventually the people of Israel were cast out and thrown into slavery just like they were in slavery in Egypt. They again became slaves in the land of Babylon. And that was the cycle. And then guess what? They were scattered about. But the cycle doesn't end there. The cycle has continued throughout time. It's because Hasatan, the enemy, he knows he knows that the children of Israel, that the people of God were cast out and that God had brought curses against them. So he knows what he can get away with. Why do you think there was a, a time of massive slavery in our own country of America? The country that I'm from, the United States of America. Why did we have a portion of mass slavery and why was not our nation punished 
for this slavery because the slavery was done to the Hebrew people of the Most High because Satan is allowed to do that to them so that the hard times will create strong men that repent and return to the Lord. And God allows the nations of this world to bring this cycle upon us and we are locked in this continuous cycle. If you look at what was really happening at the foundation of our country, there was a group of people that we are told that was seeking religious freedom from the United Kingdom or those people that were currently ruling the world. And they moved to the Americas and started their own colony so that they might be religiously free. So that the people that believe in the Most High and keep the message of Yeshua in their hearts, right, would be able to flourish. And they did flourish, as a matter of fact. They did flourish and created whole colonies and whole places of business and, and crops. And it became a beautiful, uh, well-productive thing. And then England came back over and was like, yo, give us uh, your taxes, right? So you have the people coming over, and what did England say? They said, give us taxes, right? The Boston Tea Party was over, what, 3% tax? That's why they revolted over 3%. I pay more than that if I buy a beer. I I pay more than that on my mortgage. My The amount of percentages that they take from me is just completely crazy, for you to think that we are not currently slaves to this fiat currency, Egyptian, this Roman, Babylonian, whatever you want to call it, this system that we were in, the people that founded this country freaked out over 3% and I paid more than that when I just went and got gasoline. That's just one item, let alone asking for my crop, percentage on my crop, percentage on my uh, my wealth, right? That our founding fathers would have flipped out. And as a matter of fact, history shows that they did flip out. But the people that you think won the Revolutionary War did not win it. And this is how the cycle that God has given us will go. Look at it this way. You had England that came over to America and said, give us taxes. And then you had the people were... Like, no, we're not going to pay taxes. So we have two categories, right? He who is asking for taxes and he who doesn't want to pay taxes. Then we're told that there was a war. What was the outcome of that war during the revolutionary times and in the late 1700s and 1776? What was the outcome? We're told that the outcome of the war was the foundation of the United States of America. Or he who asks for taxes. So if this was a war, this revolutionary war was against he who asked for taxes and he who does not want to pay taxes and what was left was a thing that asked for taxes, who, I ask you, won the war? Who won the war? Look, guys, this history cycle that we're stuck in, it repeats itself. I read to you in Ecclesiastes that Nothing new under the sun, right? Nothing new. So we know that this cycle that we are currently in, 
these good times that we're having right now is producing weak men. Weak men that will allow themselves to slowly be enslaved by an enemy. And we see this cycle repeating and it's because of the house of Israel. It's because of you, Zion. The cycle doesn't repeat because of the Gentiles. The Most High uses the kings of the Gentiles and allows them to flourish in a way so that he can use them for judgment on the nations and he can use them for judgment on Israel so that they return to him. And we in the United States of America are currently experiencing some pretty good times. I always have food on my table. I always have a job. I have electricity. I have warmth. And I am realizing now more than ever that this cycle that I am in right now, currently, pretty good times. Pretty good times. Now, it might not look like that on the news and stuff, right? Because they're peddling fear and stuff like that. But nobody's starving. Buildings aren't burning down left and right. Cities aren't being toppled. There's not tanks rolling through the streets. No bullets flew through the window in my neighborhood. And I know there are some neighborhoods that are out there that experience these kinds of things. And I, and I pray for you. And I pray for you and your family and, and the safety of your people. Uh, and I tell you to fear not, for the Most High is with you. But either way, what I'm saying is, when you look at it, we are in peace. And what that is causing us to do as believers is to become weak. We are becoming weak. And what does weakness cause in that cycle, that ecclesiastical cycle, that nothing new under the sun cycle? The weak men will lead to hard times caused by slavery. Because when the world is weak, they just go through whatever they're going to go through and and they they have to just deal with it uh, based off of their understanding. And there's famines. You know, uh, Russia, China makes a big mistake on how they judge the nation and 7 million people starve to death. Go ahead, look it up. It's happened. It's happened. Look at look at what happened in the 70s in China. They, they lost millions. Millions! Because they made a miscalculation. So that's what happens when the nations rule. But with the children of Israel, us, the believers in Yahshua, the people that believe in, in the Messiah has come and that he is going to return again. When we get weak, as you look in the book of Judges, as you look in the book of Kings, as you look in the cycle of things to come, it will lead to captivity and enslavement. Right? Moses had to be hid as a child because they were killing all the Hebrew children. And then you're talking 40 years later when Moses is an adult, you see that everyone being murdered led to everyone being enslaved. These are the things that will come upon us. So these good times that we're having will lead to hard times. And that is what's coming. Look at the prophets, guys. Look at the prophets. I know this is the problem I have with modern Christianity and the pre-trib rapture. Is you guys think, oh, don't worry. Uh, I don't got to worry about that, you know, because uh, I'm going to be taken away from it all. That junk ticks me off more than anything. And I'm going to try not to yell and scream. But if you're taken, you want to be taken, you want to be taken, then who's going to pray for the sick? Who's going to tell people about Yahshua if not you? You, you, you weak, weak, pathetic believer. You are weak and pathetic. Jeremiah was imprisoned with everyone else. 
Paul was imprisoned. Yahshua, our king, was murdered. And you think that you're not going to have to endure any hardships because he loves you? You don't even know. You don't even know. The purpose of these nations bringing this fear and calamity upon us is to cause the people of Israel to repent and return Teshuvah to the house of Israel. He is trying to bring us back to him and make us stronger. That is what the Most High is trying to do in our lives right now. But you're so caught up about being caught up that you don't realize that you're going to have to endure these hard times as well. Now, there will come a point when we will be taken. That is clear in the scriptures. When the Messiah returns, there will be a point where we're going to be taken. But up until that time, there will be hard times. Everyone, I am here to tell you, the cycle is about to be complete. And the end of the cycle is always the slavery and the subsecation of the people of Israel. Look out at the people of Zion. Look at how the believers in history, every single time, there is a cycle of, look at Nineveh, even. Even Nineveh, the wicked men that repented when Jonah showed up, they repented. And then because of the repentance, they grew strong and they, they grew good and God didn't have to destroy them. But eventually that repentance and those good times created weak men who gave themselves back over to evil and it became an evil nation once again. That is the cycle. And we're at that point as well. We did not win the revolutionary war. The beast did. The beast did. Those asking for taxes fought a war against those who didn't want to pay taxes. And what was left over after the war was somebody asking for taxes. Those who didn't want to pay lost. They lost. Those who wanted to be free. So there was a government that came over to a bunch of men that were flourishing on a land and said, be a part of our government. And those people said, we don't want to be a part of your government. We don't want to be a part of that. And then there was a war fought. That's what the Revolutionary War was. There was a war fought. And then what came from the war? Well, we're told the government. So the government fought the people. And what was left after the war was the government, not the people. The people didn't win. We did not win. That was a point where we were slowly brought into the slavery cycle. And then you look at the beginning of the country. And if I'm right, then the beginning of the country should have been filled with slavery. Uh-oh, it was. It was. It was filled with slavery of Hebrew people. It was filled with the slavery of indigenous people. It was filled with the slavery of people that had their own culture, that chose not to submit to the government, but ended up enslaved by it. Those people that were in charge came over and said, be a part of our government. A bunch of people said no, and then there was a war, and you were told that the people won. But what was left after the war was government. The very thing that was fighting against the people was what was left. This is how it will go for us in the future. Once you understand the past and what the Most High allows the kings of this world to do, you will understand that what is to come is slavery. 
In Proverbs 27 and 12, it says, The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. That is what I am warning you of. That's in Proverbs right there. And it appears more than once in Proverbs. If you if you keep reading that kind of concept about being prepared, appears a lot within Proverbs. So if you just think, oh, everything's Christian and going as it should, and I'm going to church and praising God, and you're not being prudent and seeing the fact that danger is coming, you guys, you can't buy or sell without a mask. We're told that the mark of the beast, which is still to come, I don't think masks are the mark, I've said that before, but we're told that without the mark, you can't buy or sell. And currently we have a law, a statute put forth by the kings of this world saying you must do this or you can't buy or sell. And you don't see that that might lead to danger later on. You will be rolled by what is to come. And I'm not, I'm not dogging on you because my family's not prepared either. I barely know how to garden. I barely know how to do anything, and I I really don't. I'm just trying to figure it out because I know that what is to come will be famine, that's what the Bible says, and slavery. That's what the Bible says. Look at it. Look at the book of Revelations. What's happening to believers in the book of Revelations? They're getting their heads cut off. They're getting thrown in prison. They're starving to death. There's pestilence, disease, wars. Messiah tells us in Matthew 24, that there will be wars and rumors of wars and an increase of pestilence on the land, but that means I have not yet come. So what do we know to expect until his coming? Wars, pestilence, famine, that is what to expect. And once you understand how everything runs in that perfect cycle, you will understand that what is next for us is not good. And I know a lot of prophets like to talk about better things coming and the Lord has a, a way for you and has prosperity for you. And all that is true. The Lord does have prosperity for us and he is going to have our backs. But that doesn't mean we're not going to also have to endure what the nations endure. Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Elijah, Nehemiah. They all experienced exactly what the nation experienced. They didn't get some special place in the clouds to go sit it out. No, they were in the thick of it during the trouble, holding true to the faith of the Most High the best that they knew how. And that's what happened in our country too. After this war, after this revolution, after civil war, and all these other things that happened at the beginning of our country, there was left a Christian people that were like, this is all we know. I know Jesus and I know this and and from that spurred something else but it came from the root of Israel and it got to where we are now today which is a weak watered down Christianity which was not what it used to be the revolutionary war was not the birth of a Christian nation it was the death of one and those governing one And the people that were seeking religious freedom are now governed. There was a war against those that sought religious prosperity against government. And what was left after the war was government, not religious prosperity. And now we see all kinds of religions are allowed. That sounds more like the devil won. Because if the Christians won, we'd be out here 
all so our, our national holidays would be tied to the holidays found in the Bible, not the holidays found within pagan scriptures. Our days of the week, our months would have Hebrew names. It would have the months that the Bible tells. The Bible tells us what to call certain things. But no, we call them after pagan things because us as believers did not win the war. Because history is written by the winners. That's who writes history, the winners. And the winners said, uh, yeah, yeah, you guys won and it was called this. Well, if I won, then it should have looked exactly like it did before, which was a bunch of religiously free people practicing out the ways of the Most High. But that's not what I got. What I got was more governance. And today, I am a slave in this land. Think that you're not a slave? Go ahead and drive without a driver's license. Where's your privilege card, slave? You guys don't even realize. They say you have the right to bear arms. That's what they say. That's what our Constitution says. So I go to do it and they say, first you have to get a privilege card, slave. You have to prove to me that as a slave you are worthy of this privilege. That's not freedom. That's not what it looked like before the Revolutionary War. They were buying what they saw fit and they were prospering on their own with their farms, their cattle, their crops. As a matter of fact, they were doing so well that the crops in, in our country became massive exports to the, to the world. Massive exports. They were doing good. They didn't have to pay for a pri privilege card. And when people came over and said, yo, you gotta have this. You gotta do these things. That's what, that's what the Revolutionary War were told. You must submit to this. They rose up and fought against them. Yet today, I'm subjugated by every means. All I'm trying to do is go have Thanksgiving with my family. No, 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 you get pulled over. Didn't you know that there's a governor mandate that says you don't have the right to travel, slave? I thought I was free. You guys, this is a slow burn. It's the frog in the pot. If you throw a frog in a boiling pot, he's gonna jump out. But if you put them in some cool water and slowly heat it up, eventually you can boil that burning frog or boil that living frog. You can boil that living frog eventually over time. That's what's happening to us now. They are slowly boiling it and slowly turning up the heat. First it was licenses and then it was privilege cards. What do you think your birth certificate and your social security card are? They're your slave marks that say, I will do this in order to receive certain privileges. And if you don't have that birth certificate, you don't get our privileges. That's not freedom. What is to come is what has already been. And what has already been is slavery and subjugation. Now, God did not reveal to me when. He did not tell me the timeline. When you look at, like I said, Moses, from time from baby to adult, there's there's a good gap. Sometimes you see 80-year gaps, 100-year gaps, you know, uh, in between prosperity and slavery. But, you know, David, Solomon, things were pretty prosperous in Israel, you know, for several years. And then after a couple of weak men that came out of those good times, it created hard times, which created strong men who rose back up. And that is what's to come. And I know it's not a pleasant thing to say that what's to come will be again. And what happened was slavery of the people of Israel. What happened was slavery at the beginning of our country, at the founding of our nation. It was founded by 
slave masters who were the first most promising businesses in this nation were slave traders. And you don't think that those slave traders didn't use their money and their prosperity? They believed in slavery and they used that money that they made to continue slavery. And they just said, we'll just say that it's not a thing anymore. But it is. And we are still getting more and more enslaved in every day. Now so much that if I don't wear the clothes on my face that you ask me to, I cannot participate. You don't have privileges, slave. You put on what we want. See, my job can tell me what I can wear. I was in the military for 20 years. You don't know that the, even their civilian clothes that we call them, right? The, the, the regular clothes that regular people wear, you can't wear what you want. There's regulations that govern what you can wear because you're a servant to the nation. You're a servant. And so because you're a servant, they can dictate what you can and can't do. They can dictate your freedom because you signed on the dotted line to serve. Well, if your governor... If your senator, if your president can dictate to you, that means you are a servant to him. He is not a servant to you. But kings of nations should serve the people. People should not serve the kings. The king works for us. See, the devil's flipping it on us. He's reversing the fate so that we don't realize what is coming. And what is coming, Zion, is slavery. What is coming is a subjugation of some kind. Now, it might be locked down in our homes. It might be locked down in prisons. Why do you think Paul was thrown in prison? Why do you think Paul had to appeal to courts of Rome? Because they were currently, at that time, fighting against the people of Israel, the people of Zion. That was what was happening. Because at the time of Yeshua, he came right before one of the cycles. He came as the cycle was happening. He came as Rome had taken over the land. And within a few uh, you know, years after his death, it was completely annihilated. And they were in terrible disarray. And it had happened before the Messiah in the time of the Maccabees. Look at it. Look at it. Look at what happens. And Paul, there, it repeated the cycle again for Paul. And Paul went, Christian Christianity's prospering and doing great. And then what happened? They started getting enslaved. They started getting fed to lions again in Roman Colosseums again. Just like Daniel was taken and thrown into a lion's den, so were Christians in Rome. It's a cycle that continues. And that is what is in store for us. We are at the end of our cycle. Which means, just look at Jesus, look at his time. There was Roman centurions walking all around. And it led to a time, by the time Paul came, it led to a time where Christians were being murdered. Right? Paul even says he was a part of that. He was a part of murdering believers. That's, that's how he got his start. And then he got woken up. And you all better wake up just like Paul did and realize that we are slowly being led to the end of a cycle which will lead to us being thrown in lion's dens all over again. It, did, it didn't just happen just the once to Daniel. Go ahead and look up what they did to Christians in the Roman times. Go look what Nero did. Look, look at what he did. Look at history's cycles. You see, you guys don't realize what Caesars are really like. You don't realize what the Nimrods of this world the rulers of the Babylon, Babylon, you don't realize what they what they're like. 
because you've not experienced that. See, we've had very. That's why. We, that's why I think we're we're crossing over in, in Daniel's dream with the statue, right? Daniel's dream and the statue. You got the the statue that that Nebuchadnezzar saw. That there was the divided Roman Empire, the legs, and then you got into the ten toes. And I think that we're definitely in, probably moving into those ten toes if we're not already, because I see just weak leaders too. Just weak leaders. Where's the Napoleons? Where's the Hitlers? Right? Where where is the uh, the Sun Tzu's? Where are these people, the Caesars, that walk up into places and go do this? People say no, and they wipe them out. That's what Caesar did. Hey, you're Roman now. No, we're not. All right, kill them all. And that's what's to come. That's what's to come because that is the cycle of nations. That is the cycle of Zion. And right now, our nation is filled with such weak Christians and filled with weak leaders. The next Caesar that is to come, I believe, will be the last. And I believe that that then that Yeshua is going to have to come and, and probably correct this. Because we're going back into the cycle that will lead to where the enemy, the Caesars of this world, the Hitlers of this world, those world leaders are going to come in and say, do it this way. And Christians are going to say, no, I'm not going to do it that way. I have religious freedom. And they're going to go, all right, we're taking that part of the Constitution. Cut that guy's head off. That's what that's what the book says. I'm not making stuff up, guys. This isn't like God gave me some... A uh, brilliant prophetic revelation that's only for me. He speaks to me at night. No, no, this isn't just some, uh, I mean, I believe it is divine, but I'm not saying that I got some just like divine word. I'm simply just looking at the cycle of the book. And when I look and skip to the end of revelations, that's what it leads to. It leads to the same thing it's always led to, which is us being persecuted. It never leads to us being taken away to go sit in the clouds. No, no, no. It leads to us being persecuted and enslaved. We lost the Revolutionary War and we are going to lose the war to come because we are weak and we are not ready. But fear not. But fear not. For those who endure and keep the commandments till the end, to those who call on the name of the Messiah Yeshua, you shall be saved. That's what the Bible says. But if you don't prepare, like Proverbs 27 and 12 says, the prudent see the danger and take refuge. If you don't prepare for refuge, you're going to be hungry and you might starve to death. You're going to be beaten. You're going to experience certain things if you don't take steps to prepare. And you must prepare. You must prepare. To think that we're... that. We're just going to escape trouble and be taken from the earth is to deny every time in Israel's history when they constantly had to experience trouble. They constantly had to experience pain and the prophets, those preaching of the Messiah, those preaching of the kingdom to come were sitting there. Jeremiah was sitting there starving to death with the people saying, man, I am hungry too, but we better start trusting in the Lord. So that's all I'm telling you. This is not a new message. There's nothing new under the sun. I'm telling you guys, you need to start trusting the Lord and believing in his holy word. And his holy word says that in the end, in the last days, they're going to cut your heads off and they're going to throw you in prison just like they always have throughout every point in history. And that is what's to come. This is not doom and gloom. 
for a Messiah will return to set it all straight, won't he? Oh boy, I'll tell you what, last night I was crying, I was laughing, I had every emotion going through my mind as I was coming, as, as this moment of stillness came over me and the Spirit began to speak these things to me, I, I, I didn't know whether to cry or laugh because I was filled not just with sorrow for the loss of so many Israel, uh, so many Hebrew people that were enslaved and died and suffered, and I began to weep for the nation of Israel. And then I was filled with joy and I began to laugh because I know that the stone, right, came down, the rock, Nebuchadnezzar's dream, a rock, a stone came down and crushed the statue. We will be redeemed, my people. We will be redeemed, Zion. We must trust Yahshua. We must trust the word of God and keep the commandments that God has put forth for us so that we can endure and survive what is to come. I love each and every one of you, and I pray that you get on your knees and seek the Lord. I don't want a single one of you to trust any of the words I said. Get into the book for yourself. You will see the cycle of life repeating that Hard times lead to strong, repented, God-fearing men, which leads to good times. And then the good times produce weak men, and weak men lead to hard times. And right now, our leaders are weak. I look at the presidency, and I'm like, man, we the presidency of the United States, the Congress of the United States, those are some weak people. They can barely get along with each other, let alone give me a guidance that's going to make me flourish and prosper. They're weak. Because we have begun to produce weak men, which means only one thing. We are here at the end of the cycle, which means hard times are to come. But we have hope. We have hope. So I'm only saying this not to doom and gloom you, but I'm saying this so that you can prepare. It's time to start homesteading. It's time to start learning to make bread. It's time to start planting. Like even if you can't just grow but a tomato in a pot in your apartment, do that. Do something so that you can have some form of substance that the Lord can bless during the times to come. And he will bless you. And he always blessed you. Look at Rahab, right? She was blessed. She wasn't even one of them. But because she turned to believe the hard times that came on that nation of Jericho, she didn't have to. She was protected because she chose, she prepared by saying her preparation was to trust in the Lord and to continue to help the people of God. She was not afraid of the king's commands. She was not afraid because she was more afraid of God than she was of the wrath of her king. Because the wrath of God was more absolute, was it not? And we see what happened to that city. That's what's to come for us as well, guys. It's the cycle of every nation. It's the cycle of times, and it will lead to what's to come. So I hope that blessed you guys, and I hope that, that you begin to seek the Lord. You begin to seek what it means to be a true believer, what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be grafted in, and you can study those scriptures for yourself. But I believe that now is the time to seek the Lord more than we ever have and to trust in him and believe on his holy word. Study for yourself. Look at the book of Revelation. See what it says. See what it says and prepare for those things. To say like, ah, oh, this isn't the book of Revelations. We're not there yet, brother. I don't care because it will come, will it not? And if it doesn't come for me, it will come for my children. 
So if I'm not preparing, then my children won't learn how to be prepared and they will be unprepared. I can't allow these good times to make me and my children weak. I must be strong. That's what the Lord has commanded me to be. I am a royal priesthood, strong priest, able to survive because I trust and have faith in the Most High. And that's what I want to encourage you to do is to be prepared simply because Yeshua told us to. He said, if you knew when the thief was coming, wouldn't you watch? Wouldn't you watch if you knew when the thief was coming? And absolutely, I, I don't know when the thief is coming, but I know a thief is coming and I need to be prepared. Now, I'm not necessarily speaking about the return of the Messiah because I don't know when that's happening. The thief that I'm speaking of, I believe, is the thief that has already won the war and taken control of this nation. And it is they are going to subjugate us further because that's what they say is going to happen. It says that the nations get drunk off of the wine and the blood of Babylon. You don't get drunk with one drink. You get drunk after you drink continuously over and over and over again. And that is what is happening. And when I look at my leaders, they look pretty drunk to me. And they are that is going to lead to them coming against us. Because they have to. Why? Because us as as nation, just like Egypt said to the children of Israel, uh-oh, they're getting strong. The devil's going to look at us and he's going to he's going to see us repenting and he's going to see us returning to the word and he's going to have to try to shut it down like he's always done through history and we must be prepared for these things to come. Well, love you guys. Anyway, that's my ramble for the day. Uh, seek the Lord for yourself. Study the scriptures to show yourself approved. Uh, check out, like I said, my pastor, Voice of Messiah Ministry. And I'd also like you guys to check out, uh, look up a Parable of the Vineyard. Um, specifically, there was a video uh, Parable of Vineyard did called The Plan Moving Forward. It's a video he did uh, several months back. And as this uh, this uh, vision or dream or whatever you want to call it, this understanding uh, came upon me last night and I was crying and laughing and praising the Lord for his for his goodness. Uh, when I woke up in the morning, the, the Parable of Vineyard's video was in my news feed and I watched it and automatically the scriptures that he read really spoke to me and I was just like, man, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what God was telling me last night. So it was kind of a conf confirmation. Uh, so I thank bro Brother Adam at the Parable of the Vineyard for uh, for putting out that video because it, it really did help confirm what the Lord was showing me. And, and I realized, you know, that it wasn't just some weird dream and uh, I'm, I'm just a crazy person, but it actually kind of confirmed that uh, what the Lord was telling me was true. So uh, just check out his channel as well, just to support a fellow brother. If if you love something, you support it or it goes away. And that's just how it is. So if you'd like to support this channel, we're at The Art Being on Facebook. We're at The Real Art Being on uh, Twitter. You can find us on patreon.com slash the art of being, uh, or you can email us at uh, the art of being at gmail.com except for in the word being there is a three for the e that's the art of the letter b the number three i n g at gmail.com email us if you'd like to support us email us if you'd like to encourage us i'm going to tell you if you've left a comment on my facebook if you've left a comment on my twitter even the even the small group of people i got over at ding dash for those of you that know uh, about that little website over there. I love I love those believers over there. A uh, great group of people. Uh, those little comments people leave on those kinds of websites. It really means a lot to me because it helps encourage me. And uh, I just thank you so much for anyone who's ever listened. And I just pray that you guys have a blessed week and a great Passover and Seder to come, which is going to happen this weekend for those of you that partake. And I would encourage you to look that up. 
and partake in that yourself. We'll do some messages on that later. So anyway, guys, uh, love you, and I hope you have a great day. Bye.